Well, let's chat. Let's do it. So we got, okay. <laughs> we knocked out, uh, oh boy, so many. So the Mirror of Erised, mm-hmm. Nicholas Flamel, Norbert, and yes. the Forbidden Forest. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think it's, it's I'm going to continue doing audiobooks. If, if I'm choosing not to read, I'm going to continue <laughs> doing audiobooks while cleaning because that is, that is just like elite okay good i was so productive yeah these are some badass chapters dan you got to you got a lot of content well now now. we're getting to a spot where like it's less familiar you know like when you were a kid you're watching the Mm -hmm. movie you're reading the book you remember the troll you remember the uh, the hat you remember all these like key events and now i'm kind of getting to a place where i'm like okay no this is kind of new like i don't remember the mirror like at all like I think I remember it's really yeah I, I remember like seeing the mirror I think in the movie or something but I I don't remember like its purpose I didn't remember Harry spending time with it you know mm-hmm. I didn't know how obsessed the kids were about Nicholas Flamel like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things I remember the dragon it, really? it took a minute yeah because he was really cute Oh, I think that's like the only reason well, it said in the book and we'll get into it, but it said in the book, like he sneezed and I was like, oh, I remember that. Cause he mm-hmm. like poof. And then it's like a little fire. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I remember that. Cute. Um, I think I remember Snape creeping into the forbidden forest, but I didn't remember with what oh, purpose okay. or the conversation that he had with Quirrell. Um, and then that's, yeah, I, I don't remember the detention. I think, I don't remember them oh, losing that You many don't points. remember the detention. I don't think I remember. Like the mystery the... level climax of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's Good. pretty much. And that it put a smile on my face because I was like, okay, I see it. <laughs> like, like a unicorn's dead. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that to be a smile. A big old no, smile but like, you know, all the right things happen and we'll, we'll talk in a second about it, but all the right things happen. Like Harry, mm-hmm. like he hurts again, like he's in pain. Right. And like, they talk about how this kind of like this desperation aspect too, of, of, uh, the man, the myth, the legend trying to stay alive and stuff. So it, I don't know. I, I don't even think there's like prediction to be had. I think it's just like, Oh, this is what's going on now. Yeah. But that's my interpretation. We can we can start back at whatever. I just I liked the little uh, overview. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so this makes this our Weasley's Wizarding Twin Cast episode five of Daniel Track. Boom boom <laughs> number five. Boom, boom number five. Yes. So yes. as you said, and this is this made my life because I really I can't believe I didn't have Bryn's number already. But I, texting with her made me smile as much as when you saw the dead unicorn. And <laughs> she, no. she had a lot, she wanted to talk about this. So I could tell you guys listen to this on the way to Thanksgiving, right? right. Yep. Um, so the mirror of Erised is where we start off, which means we just left off as a reminder. I kind of had to remember with um, David too. So we leave off and like Harry had played like Quidditch. Mm-hmm. Um, they had seen Fluffy the dog. Hagrid didn't tell them anything. They knew they were looking for a Nicholas Flamel. Right. We know that this is like semester break. So that that was a good time to break the story. But here is where they're preparing for Christmas time, which is so topical for us as we celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, So let's see. Let's see. The 
the lake froze solid. That's how we know it's cold in Northern England where Hogwarts is. And the tw- the Weasley twins, brr, 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 I point them out every time because twins, uh, were <laughs> like first paragraph, were punished for bewitching several snowballs so that they followed Quirrell around, pouncing off the back of his turban. <laughs> they talk about a few owls that managed to battle their way through the stormy sky to deliver mail that had to be nursed back to health by Hagrid before they could start to fly off again. All oh, those owls are just such hard workers, you know? Yes, of course. Uh, Draco tries to shame people who are staying back at Hogwarts for Christmas, but Harry's like, yo, like this is going to be way more fun than going back so to Dursley. So I'm not yeah. even offended. And pretty much everyone around him is also like not having it with Draco. They're just like, yeah, he's trying to like be a jerk and we don't care. Yep. Um, but he does get under Ron's skin as they are walking out of class. He says, are you hoping to try to earn some extra money, Weasley. Hoping to be a gamekeeper yourself when you leave Hogwarts, I suppose. That hut of Hagrid's must seem like a palace compared to what your family's used to. And that's where we get Ron diving at Malfoy just as Snape came up the stairs. So these two get into a fight. Hagrid Lost tries points. to stick up. Lost points. That's the right. That's what we're going for here. Is like, yep. I can't believe we lost points. Hagrid's tried to stand up for him, but Snape was like, you know, fighting's fighting. And I'm gonna take five points away. And just be grateful it isn't more. Which, hey, yeah. I mean, if you're the referee and a rule's written. They then, got a uh, zero tolerance bullying yeah. policy here. So, so, you know, what are you supposed to do? So this is where they meet up with Hagrid and um, help him out with the tree. He asks him some questions about what they're doing with the holidays. Hermione is going home, but Ron's parents are like going to like, are they visiting Charlie or Bill for the holidays? I thought they were visiting Charlie. In Romania. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, so that's funny because I would like as a family that we like never did anything like unique for the holidays. We we always had very traditional like no. What do you mean? What are we doing? Like we're going to be with family for the holidays. Yeah, I think it's going home. I mean, they are going to be with family, but it's just like we would never have been left behind from that. Yeah. Right. So, uh, Ron being at the at Hogwarts for this holiday is like unique. He tells them to stop asking them about Nicholas Flamel, um, but they look forward to the break because that's when they're going to like really go in and like really figure some stuff out because they've been searching for books on Flamel's name ever since Hagrid had let it slip because somehow, because how else were they going to find out what Snape was trying to steal? Oh yeah, this is because you still don't know what he's trying to steal yet, even though both you and David correctly guessed this (laughs) (laughs) beforehand. Um, Hagrid. I didn't know Hagrid, David did too. That's good. Well, remember I when remember. I told you he finally had yeah, the revelation the about yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's when he was finally like, maybe that's in the grubby package. And I was like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> Five chapters later or. Yeah, ten. that was funny. He was like, I feel d- so dumb. I can't believe I forgot about the name of the book for so long. It was funny. Um, let's see. So this is where Harry notices the restricted section, which is important because it cu- it's going to come up in a chapter. Or so. Yep. When he goes to try to visit it. Oh, Ron helpfully tells Hermione, like, okay, well, have a good holiday. Also, you should try asking your parents who Nicholas Flamel is. And she's like, yeah, they're both muggle dentists. So I don't think they're going to know who this guy is. <laughs> That's like one of the things Ron contributes to their adventures here. Um, they do have the uh Hogwarts to themselves though and when they do they just don't really think about Flamel very much turns out they have a lot more fun playing wizard chess which Ron is super badass at and Harry sucks 
and the pieces and Hermione seem to isn't know. very good either actually Hermione I know you would think Hermione would be would excel at wizard like chess the one thing that she's not good at <laughs> yeah but I think wizard chess more than muggle chess is like a not just game of like logic but more of a game of like you get it like because the pieces harass you you know like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like so I don't know if Hermione has like the composure like put up with shit from the pieces themselves yeah and then they go to bed on Christmas Eve and in the morning for the first time ever Harry receives presents yep one in particular yeah he gets one from Vernon and Petunia surprisingly um it's money it was 50 pen 50 pence piece okay and I think a sock and and he gave it to Ron. No, there's no sock. He gets a sweater. He gets a sweater, but that's from Molly. That's from, yeah, the Weasleys. They all get yeah. sweaters. And so Harry. that was sweet. So Ron's all like... But Ron hates Maroon and gets Maroon every Okay, year. so I asked David about this because do you remember when you weren't allowed to wear any other color besides green? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I do. And that's why my favorite color right now is da-da-da-da-da, not green. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, David was like, I don't really care. Didn't really bother me. No big deal. And I was like, actually, you had the better end of the deal, Dan, because you had blue and green and he only had red. Like a chunk. That's fair. I still rock blue, though. I like I like blue. Well, good, because you're allowed to wear blue. Green's it's got its place, but I guess red's pretty out there, too. I don't know. I don't know why we had to be the Christmas twins, but I suppose it's in theme right now. Well, no, I think they did that from when you were like very, very little. Like, did they have to be that opposite with it, though? They couldn't have been, like, purple and blue or they something? They really didn't trust themselves for a while, my understanding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had that conversation last night at Thanksgiving. Really? Well, there's a chance I'm David, but I've been Daniel for so long that it yes. uh, doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as you always remember being Daniel, it is what it is, you know? I don't know how you'd flip the switch there. <laughs> I don't know how you'd be like, ah, back when I was David. Like, wait, Daniel, you'd have to find like a journal entry from June 20th, 1995. And mom being like, Daniel's birthmark is so cute. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be hilarious because it wouldn't affect anything, obviously, but it'd be, it'd be a story. Like, yeah, nope. I was not named my current name. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. um, But the most important gift he receives is the invisibility cloak. That someone's been hanging on to, but yeah, it was his father's. Been hanging on to this, it was his father's. Yes. Oh, probably just Hagrid. Your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time it was returned to you. Use it well. A very merry Christmas to you. Aw. But it wasn't autographed by anybody, so we don't actually know who gave him that. Mm-hmm, exactly. I don't. And I don't think we learned that throughout the rest of the chapters, mm-hmm. maybe by the end, maybe in the last two, but so I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it doesn't, I don't know if it has a lot of significance or maybe it was just a gift. Cause that, like, it's hard to tell if it was timed with the ongoing events in the chapters 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Um, like if it was a purposeful thing and somebody knows what's going on and, but I, I don't know. Oh just, yeah, I see what you're saying. So like they gave it like to a red herring almost. under the guise of it's Christmas, but they really just wanted to fuel this activity. Yeah, I think that's almost red herring esque at that point. But they, they get use out of it, and we'll talk about it here shortly. But yeah, anyway. it's a nice place in this chapter. It's just like, why wouldn't that person say 
by the way, it's Hagrid or Dumbledore. That is weird, right? Why not just say it if you're close to this person? Right. Um, but it's nice in this chapter because we have a theme here of like family, you know, and this is like oh, one yeah. of the first things he's owned, I think, that ever belonged to one of his parents. So it's like right. particularly special. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's an invisibility cloak. This is one of Harry's starting items in Hogwarts Battle, the board game. <laughs> so oh, yeah. <laughs> this Shout is a big out. part of who he is. Yes. Um, as we can tell, because it he loses it and then it comes back to him. So it's meant to happen in the first place. Yeah. Um, so he's very intrigued by this. We get a little Fred and George coming in wearing blue sweaters, one with an F and one with a G, which again is like why we thought of the different colors. We yep. stopped short of labeling you guys mostly because D and D would just right. not be as helpful. So, <laughs> but in their case, they could just use a letter and then you can tell them apart. But they seem to be excited for Harry to be gifted something by their mom. Right. Tease that she worked harder on theirs than the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. So then they go to a Christmas feast. Delicious. Yeah. We got up at the high table. Dumbledore had swapped his pointed wizard's hat for a flowered bonnet. It was chuckling merrily at his joke. Professor Flitwick had just read him, which gives me like the teachers are totally drinking vibes <laughs> at this feast. Celebrate. Uh, Yes, Harry watched Hagrid getting redder and redder in the face as he called for more wine, finally kissing <laughs> Professor McGonagall on the cheek, who, to Harry's amazement, giggled and blushed. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, they're drunk. Um, then they go have a snowball fight, which is cute. So they're basically busy all day until we get back to the room, and Harry kind of realizes, oh, yeah, invisibility cloak. Right. Maybe I should whip this thing out and give it a go. He doesn't invite Ron to this. He wants to do this on his own. He said something held him back, his father's cloak. He felt that this time, the first time, he wanted to use it alone. And where he went to use it was the library because now he realizes like, yeah, Nicholas Flamel. So right. he, he figured he could break into the restricted section and he'd be able to read as long as he liked, as long as it took to find out who Flamel was. Uh, do you remember this scene from the movie? Of him just reading, like, in a corner or something? Or do you remember, like, the loud uh, scream of the book? I remember the scream very <laughs> slightly. It's not mm -hmm. extremely vivid, but, yeah, I definitely remember the scream and, like, you know, a little bit of the mystery of him snooping around while invisible. Um, so yes. I, had, I had a little picture in my head of while reading. Yeah, same. I think there was uh, a lantern that he carried around in the movie, uh, that I don't think under the cloak here yeah and I remember that so vividly yeah um of course I've seen it probably more recently than you as well. yeah um soon though I, I think told I'll mom about mom yesterday she was like oh yeah I heard about you and David's um podcast and she's like maybe I should like have the boys watch the Harry Potter movies today and I was like no no no, no. that's the opposite <laughs> no. of what you should do what are you talking about <laughs> yeah she's like I'll help I'll spoil them all yeah like, no mom <laughs> like that, that's anti-help yeah that's the opposite of what you should No, we've had about. even situations in our friend groups i mean we want to knock this out pretty quick because obviously there's some people excited about it but oh, on the yeah? other hand you have just references here and there where we're like well let's not talk about that like i don't know <laughs> i don't know what i don't know if i have examples um but there's just some things where now we have like a 
Harry Potter trigger where we're like, whoa. Oh, funny. With my ears. And like yeah. we're playing trivia on Thursday nights in Denver and stuff with some friends. And so there oh, hasn't yeah, been anything yet, but I imagine there's mm-hmm. going to be, I mean, you do trivia enough weeks in a row and I'm sure a Harry Potter true. question yeah, will pop you gotta up. You got to keep and... that phone away from you too, because, you know, right. it's going to hear you say Harry Potter. It's going to be all like, oh, like this article that summarizes the plot the of book series. three. Like, <laughs> no, what do you no. think about so-and-so's demise? No, I don't yeah, know. Right, right, right. <laughs> like what? <sighs> Yeah, Reddit's not a good place for that either. No, so you guys are on like a uh, cleanse of like yep. Harry Potter triggers. Yes. Um. Yeah. So yeah, so he is he he runs away as he as they do when they're sneaking out in the dark in the first uh-huh. place, running from Filch mostly. I uh, came to a sudden halt in front of a tall suit of armor. He'd been so busy getting away from the library, he hadn't paid attention to where he's going. Right. He stands there while he's listening to Filch and Snape talk about how someone must be like. In the restricted section, they can't be far. We got to catch them, blah, blah, This is what prompts Harry to like run off. Um, he gets into this unused classroom. The dark shapes of desks and chairs are piled against the walls. Um, but propped up against the wall was something that didn't look like it belonged there. Something lo- that looked as if someone had just put it there to keep it out of the way. It was a magnificent mirror as high as the ceiling with an ornate gold frame standing on two clawed feet. And then there's a Latin inscription that um, Bryn had told me what this means. Hold on. She texted me. I show not your face, but your heart's desire. Aw. So that's what it says in Latin. Um, Harry almost (laughs) shits himself because he sees people behind him once he looks right. And he realizes it's his his family. It's a whole crowd of people, in fact, which is interesting because we only really look at like his mom and his dad closely especially his mom he said she was a very pretty woman she had dark red hair and her eyes her eyes are just like mine harry thought edging a little closer to the glass bright green Mm -hmm. exactly the same shape but then he noticed that she was crying smiling but crying at the same time the tall thin black-haired man standing next to her put his arm around her he wore glasses and his hair was very untidy it stuck up its back just as Harry's did. Harry was so close to the mirror now that his nose was nearly touching that of his reflection. Mom, he whispered, Dad. And they just looked at him smiling. This is such a sweet moment for Harry. Um, he stood there. Let's see how long he stood there. He didn't know. The reflections did not fade and looked and looked until a distant noise brought him back to his senses. He couldn't just stay there, so he had to find a way back to bed. He tore his eyes away from his mother's face and whispered, I'll come back. So then what we get the next night is he's telling Ron all about this. And he's like, well, bring me like, I want to see this mirror. And Harry's like, yeah, I'm going to get to see your whole family. I'll see Bill and Charlie and everyone that I haven't met already. Mm -hmm. Um, But when he brings Ron back, they realize that Ron sees something different. He sees um, himself. He sees himself. He says, head boy. Yes, I look older and I'm head boy. I'm wearing a badge like Bill used to, and I'm holding the house cup and the Quidditch cup because I'm Quidditch captain too. Do you think it's always been overlooked? Yes. Man, very sweet. So they, uh, let's see. So now Harry can't really focus on anything else the next day. Now he's kind of obsessing. Like all he can think about is this mirror. He has to go back to the mirror. He doesn't even want to play chess anymore. He says, why don't we go visit Hagrid? And Harry's like, no, go ahead. You go without me. 
And Ron's trying to warn him now. He can kind of tell something's fishy here. And he's kind of like, I got a bad feeling about this. You know, not not to mention the fact that you've had too many close saves already uh, with Filch and Snape and Mrs. Norris wandering around. Right. So he's trying to warn him to go back. But Harry cannot be reasoned with. This is his family. He's seen them for the first time. Um, And this time when he goes back there, someone speaks to him. They say, so back again, Harry. Harry felt as though his insides had turned to ice. He looked behind him and sitting on one of the desks by the wall was none other than Albus Dumbledore. He's like, have you figured out what this does? And Harry kind of does, but he explains the happiest man on earth would be able to use the mirror of Erised like a normal mirror. He would look into it and see himself exactly as he is. It shows us nothing more or less than the deepest, most desperate desire of our hearts. However, this mirror will give us neither knowledge or truth. Men have wasted away before it. And he asks him not to go looking for it once it's moved. He says, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Right. Aww. Which rounds about when uh, Harry wins the thing. We'll get there, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a, a circle back, if you will. Yeah. Harry asks Dumbledore what he sees. And Dumbledore says, I see myself holding a pair of thick woolen socks. <laughs> yep. It's like, I never get socks for Christmas. Everyone always gives me books, blah, blah, blah. And then Harry, when he's back in bed, he realizes, after all, it had been quite a personal question. Right. Um, so that's a sweet chapter. I love the one-liner about dwelling on dreams and forgetting to live now. Um, I think that's really powerful. Definitely. So then we get to chapter 13 called Nicholas Flamel. So as stated, we know we're going to learn about him. And do you remember how we learned about him finally? A trading card. Yeah, the chocolate frog card. <laughs> they were comforting Neville. And he's like, I don't, I don't want to stand to Draco. I don't want to be in more trouble. And Ron says this nice thing that's like, oh, no, Harry says it. You're worth 12 of Malfoy, Harry says. That's right, because he made it in the Gryffindor. Yeah, so shout out Gryffindor. And then Neville's all like, oh, I don't need this trash card. Like, here, Harry, you can have it. And he reads for the second time this book. Yep. (laughs) Dumbledore is particularly famous for his defeat of the dark wizard Grindelwald in 1945, for the discovery of the 12 uses of dragon's blood, and his work on alchemy with his partner, Nicholas Flamel. Bam. Bam, alchemy. So if I was a better reader or listener, in this case, <laughs> I would have heard that name on the f- second. Yes, chapter. I made sure to actually read it to you on the podcast. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, yeah but David, nice. didn't, David didn't notice that either. And he just was like, I think this is the first time I'm hearing this name. I don't remember hearing this name. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> but hey, that's how they. Uh, that's the design. I feel like JK's not leaving us in the dust. You know? No, the design is surely that you would be like, oh, wait, what? And then you go back and realize you had seen the name before. So it's Genius. appropriate yeah. that you would miss it. Um, but it's very cute. Also noteworthy because David had made a big deal about the alchemist stone was his, um, what he was calling the sorcerer's stone. Because I think his D&D character, who's a wizard, BT Dubs, Congrats on finishing your quest. Yeah, our quest. <laughs> Whatever our it is. entire campaign. Your campaign. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think he had some sort of like, oh, and my character has wizard power as well. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure did. So, <laughs> what was your character? Now. 
<laughs> oh yeah. I had a Horizon Walker Ranger. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, basically like a ranger, like Legolas or something with uh, magical powers. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of fun. My fr- well, my first one died. He was a he was a dwarf fighter. He was basically just a. Brute. Oh, that's right. I thought I remembered you saying something about a dwarf, but I also remember you saying something about dying. So. Yep. Yep. That okay. happened. Rip. But now, now it's, Rip. now it's all over. So, four years, I think it was just just about four years. Ah. So good times. Yeah. Well, so Hermione realizes that she actually has had this book in her possession the whole time that explains exactly what he's known for. Mm-hmm. She says, um, the ancient study of alchemy is concerned with making the sorcerer's stone a legendary substance with astonishing powers. The stone will transform any metal into pure gold. It also produces the elixir of life, which will make the drinker immortal. There have been many reports of the Sorcerer's Stone over the centuries, but the only stone currently in existence belongs to Mr. Nicholas Flamel, a noted alchemist and opera lover. Mr. Flamel, who celebrated his 665th birthday last year, (laughs) enjoys a quiet life in Devon with his wife, Perennial, 658. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, Yeah. so so there's kind of the mystery out the window now. We know. We know things. Well, we, know we don't know, but we know. Well, yeah, so the, they, they conclude what sounds like you're concluding, which is that the dog must be guarding Flamel's sto- stone. Yep, well, I mean, and, Hagrid goes and talks about it later, too, in, like, the last right. chapter I was reading The Forbidden Forest. Right, right. And then so. he says, um, no wonder Snape's after it. Anyone would want a stone that makes gold and stops you from ever dying. Right. Actually, it might have been the centaur, now that I think about it oh man let's let's get to the centaurs hell yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) uh and it ron makes a quip here about like no wonder we didn't read about him in like recent books because he's 600 600 years years old old. yeah Yeah, exactly um um so so they're all wigged out that snape is gonna referee this match um slytherin versus gryffindor until (laughs) dumbledore's in the crowd (laughs) yeah well they're kind of like what i enjoy about this is that up until that moment though they don't know he's coming so harry just has like a lot of these like true gryffindor moments of being like well i might die but i'm gonna play anyway because like we we need to win these points for gryffindor gotta do it had to do it and there's no backup yeah secret position seeker Seeker. thank you yeah so he's like well who else is gonna do it like i'm just gonna have to sacrifice my life like yep and then ron and hermione prepare by learning a uh that legs tied together yep first thing yep and so she's all like, like okay ron case. like yeah. you take oh, this area and i'm gonna go over there and take that hide area. the wands like, up the yeah, sleeve yeah. and yeah do they get like wand checked at these games though doesn't seem like it's necessary to hide the wand but <sighs> they didn't do wand checks for our cu football games can you believe that like a wand isn't metal they wouldn't catch it in the, de- yeah. in the detector that's why our football team sucks so bad Mm. Someone's mm. cursing it. We couldn't stop them. Well, did Colorado beat the Gophers? I'm trying to remember now. I think the Gophers beat Colorado earlier this year. Mm. Mm. Big deal. Uh, well, anyway, they At play tomorrow CU. against Wisconsin. So watch that. Mom already told me she's going to root for Wisconsin. So just don't, you know. Don't watch yeah they crushed us on september 18th it was 30 to 0 
at CU. To zero? To zero at home. Oh, God for bless. The, for the buffs. So. Yeah, it would have been fun for us if we were Ira Gopher stuff, but uh, that you did want to go to watch. that game too. I remember because you mm-hmm. were in town, and yeah, and I kind of regret uh, not going because well, they had, no, you the don't. last time they had played. Well, Wait, actually, I, whose side are you taking though? Well, the Gophers. <laughs> well, but if you're at CU, yeah, but they still don't like I. We paid them money, but ah, uh, they Gophers pay you pay money. money. I feel it. Yeah, you know? that's like, the right headspace for sure. And I know people who don't play on the gopher team, but I don't know anyone who doesn't play on the CU team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, funny. It's, it's funny to me. So, <laughs> so yeah, they, so they're all, uh, let's see, talking about this game coming up. Oh, Neville has this moment where he repeats when Harry is boosting him up in the common room earlier and got the flamel card. He was, yep. <laughs> Neville gets, bullied again by Malfoy and he goes bright red but turned in his seat to face Malfoy and says I'm worth 12 of you Malfoy yeah and they were like you tell him Neville yeah that was sweet that was yep and then Ron and Draco get in a little bit of a tussle but it's pretty much as the game's ending so they didn't get any any they didn't get in any trouble but they they threw hands <laughs> yeah yeah you're right that happened all, like all at once uh Malfoy and Ron rolling around under her seat this, this is like Hermione notice. yeah she didn't even notice because she's watching Scarlet shoot past him Harry had pulled out of a dive his arm raised in triumph and the snitch clasped in his hand yep which is I love this as like a writer's decision to like write less about Quidditch <laughs> Yeah. He's like, and then they played Quidditch and it was a record settingly short game. And like by the next page, we'll be moving on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Well, uh, I mean, the whole, we had a whole chapter for Quidditch when Snape was screwing with him. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So we know we the had game's a different function. Chapter. So it's like, yeah, yeah, we, yeah like we got to get to this. The, like... Yeah, we understand like kind of the emotion of the game and how important the snitch is already. So it's like true. rinsing and repeating would be pointless. Yeah, so she doesn't make us sit through that much of it, but he also importantly wins the game before he has a chance to be killed by Snape. Yep. <laughs> so yep. that's always five a positive. minutes. People are a big fan of him. He's sitting around with his Nimbus 2000 and he's like the last one in the locker room for some reason. So he's so they show the flex. The yeah, I don't know if you caught that, oh, but he like while his broom was still moving, he like hopped off like <laughs> three feet from the ground and then like grabbed it with his other hand. His oh. little role play in there. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that is a flex. And then Dumbledore <laughs> gives him like a, a well done. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, good job, Harry. So as he's taking his broom to the shed, he sees like way across the grounds, he sees a couple of shadows, hooded figure um, coming down the front steps of the castle and clearly not wanting to be seen as it walked fast toward the Forbidden Forest. So he kind of gets on his broom and just like, stalks them is over there yep yep he realizes it's snape sneaking into the forest and inside he is talking to quirrell quirrell uh quirrell is saying like why did you want to meet here he's like we've got to keep this private students aren't supposed to know about the sorcerer's stone after all um he's asking if he's figured out how to get past fluffy harry pretty much hears all the buzzwords to confirm that yeah that is the sorcerer's stone and snape is after it just like anybody yep. would be yep he's just so. got to get through these last like 
couple puzzles and he's not really sure how many puzzles right um, but they think as long as Quirrell's holding out and being strong like they're gonna be okay right so even though they're trying to celebrate the big quidditch win he's like he gets back to the common room he's like ron hermione like we got to talk about this because it's yep. like definitely on us to solve this puzzle because <laughs> like, they're the only ones that know about it yeah the only ones yeah it is the Sorcerer's Stone. Snape's trying to force Quirrell to help him get it. He asked if he knew how to get past Fluffy. It said something about Quirrell's hocus pocus. Um, it makes sense that there's loads of enchantments and Quirrell would have had some, done some anti-dark arts spell that Snape needs to break through. Right. Um, so you mean the stone is only safe as long as Quirrell stands up to Snape and then Ron eloquently puts that as it'll be gone by next tuesday yep <laughs> not a lot of faith in our guy Coral. no no i mean yeah he, but I'm sure he's pretty spooked of snape and his power anyway so yeah but they give him a little credit so now we're moving on to chapter 14 and the first line is like he must have been braver than they thought because they go weeks they go weeks with nothing happening he's yep. getting paler and thinner but they're confident he hasn't cracked yet because I don't know how someone looks cracked, but getting paler and thinner seems to not be enough. So they were like, nah, he's right. good. Like, <laughs> right. Um, and this is now the chapter called Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback. Norbert. Norbert. Just a good old gentle dragon, just being as gentle Norbert self, you know, just loving yeah, on his Yeah, and you mommy. know, this chapter seemed, uh, I don't know, <laughs> maybe a little random. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm glad that that's a consensus but i was like trying to listen for like little things here and there that that meant really anything pertaining to the the main plot and it kind of was just an aside chapter it felt like um i remember this plot line and i was kind of surprised reading it back like yeah it really does come and go like within the same chapter we get norbert as an egg and then norbert flying away to charlie in romania <laughs> yeah um because the children had to talk out, talk the adult out of raising a dragon on school grounds right. in his wooden hut. They make sure to point yeah. out. So uh, they both, they all start to support Coral here. They give him smiles every time they walk by and they start to defend him when people are mean to him. Um, just believing that they got to keep his like nerves up, you know, so he can continue to be strong against Snape. Um they get a bunch of homework over Easter, yada, yada. Weeks go by, you know, and then we get, um, oh, Harry at one point looks up Dittany in the book, 1000 Magical Herbs and Fungi, mm -hmm. which I pointed out to David is an item from Hogwarts Battle. <laughs> hey. <laughs> item check. So we item get Dittany. Check. Remember, it looks like a little orange. And it's like I healing. Don't. Okay, well, I don't remember. But... David didn't remember either. So I was, okay. like, I was like, I'm going to call it out because I feel like they're thinking it. And then neither of you were like, no, we don't remember this at all. Yeah. Well, there it is. Dittany mentioned for the first time. Um, they go to see Hagrid. And of course, when they go to meet him, they learn all about how he went to the pub and played like poker or something. And mm -hmm. he bet on this. This stranger showed up and had like a dragon egg on them. Oh, David and I had to discuss this passage because David wasn't sure that dragons really existed in the magic world. So this passage importantly kind of confirms along with meeting Norbert that dragons are in fact real. Right. And it goes a little bit more into detail about Charlie and I think it said something about like he's been burnt or something. 
Yeah. Yeah. And there's like different, you know, species of dragon and. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Well, here is where Hagrid basically, he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything, but then he like, he reminds him, he's like, Oh, you wanted to ask me something. And Harry's like, yeah, the same question we've been asking you. Yeah. Except that we know it's the Sorcerer's Stone and we know that who Nicholas Flamel is. So whatever new information you have, he's all like, nah, I'm not going to give you new information except that. <laughs> and he says, Dumbledore borrowed Fluffy from him and then some of the teachers did enchantments. Yep. So that we have we got one from Sprout, Flitwick, McGonagall, and Coral, and, and Snape. Yes. He's trying to protect it. Yeah. Reverse psychology. Mm-hmm. Then they go back to school, but then they get a letter about how it's hatching. And then they have to argue about whether or not they should go watch it hatch. And Hermione's like, let's not break any more rules. But they're like, but when are we going to see a dragon hatch? So they see it hatch and then proceeds to be like kind of ugly, like <laughs> spiny wings with skinny jet body, long snout, wide nostrils, the stubs of horns and bulging orange eyes. It sneezed and a couple of sparks flew out of its snout. Just like you said. But this is where... Draco had followed them and looks through the window and sees that they're like accomplices in this crime of like having a dragon on campus. He kind of, they set each other up for this um, being seen by McGonagall that night. So they arranged to have Charlie take the dragon and they have to go up to the tower in the middle of the night, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, we're going to be good because we got the invisibility cloak, but Draco sneaks out to try to follow them and get them in trouble. And then Draco's just the first one to be caught. So like he's quickly out of the way and they're free to go up to the tower and get rid of Norbert. However, they get so excited that they forget their cloak and they come down and then they're immediately in a bunch, a bunch of trouble with McGonagall. A lot of points of trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I think, what is it, 50? 50 each. each. Yes. And she's like, yeah, that's right. My own house. I'll even do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This time- Ron was left out of it. So this time it's just Harry and Hermione, I think, right? And Neville, right? Or no, oh, yeah. No, yes, it was Neville because they thought he had a fake story. So now we're in chapter 15 when they get assigned the detention. Gotcha. Neville, oh yeah, Neville came after them because he was going to try to warn them because he heard Malfoy saying he was going to catch you. Right. But yes, there is 50 points each, 150 points total. Uh, for all three of those kiddos. Mm -hmm. So she's not having it. The Gryffindors were, they passed their giant hourglasses that keep track of the points, right? And so the kids came up in the morning and were like, wait, this has to be a mistake. And then they realized it was Harry's fault. And then they just started hating Harry. The whole school. Nobody wanted Slytherin to win. Yeah, everyone with the Slytherins is pissed. Yeah. And they're um, clapping for him meanwhile. (laughs) He, want, he tried to resign from the Quidditch team because he felt such shame, which Wood just got more pissed about because he was like, uh, yeah, we ha- remember the Seeker that we don't have a backup for? That's you. Like, right. you have to play. That's the only reason we're going to get any points back. But they didn't even want to call him by name. They're like, that's just the Seeker now. Mm-hmm. So pretty disappointed. So then we get another interaction here where Harry's um, walking back from the library and he heard somebody whimpering from a classroom up ahead. As he drew closer, he heard Coral's voice. No, no, not again, please. It sounded as though someone was threatening him and Harry moved closer. All right, all right, he heard Coral sob. The next second, Coral came hurrying out of the classroom, straightening his turban. 
He was pale and looked as though he was about to cry. He strode out of sight. Harry didn't think Coral had even noticed him. He waited until his footsteps had disappeared and peered into the classroom. It was empty, but a door stood ajar at the other end. Harry was halfway toward it before he remembered he'd promised himself about not meddling. Right. Um, he's, he felt that Snape would, what did he say? All the, all the same, he'd have gambled 12 sorcerer's stones that Snape had just left the room. And from what Harry had just heard, Snape would be walking with a new spring in his step. Quarrel seemed to have given in at last. So now they start to freak out. <laughs> and they have this argument about whether or not they should go to Dumbledore or any adult and like report what they think they know. And they all talk each other out of this. Harry says, Quirrell's too scared to back us up. Snape's only got to say he doesn't know how the troll got in at Halloween and he was nowhere near the third floor. Who do you think they'll believe him or us? It's not exactly a secret that we hate him. And Dumbledore will think we just made it up to get him sacked. So they decide, you know what? You're right. We should say nothing. <laughs> like us three 11 year olds should take this on. Yeah. It's up to us <laughs> to like <laughs> protect the sorcerer's stone. Um, this is when they get a note about having their detention at 11 o'clock PM. And this detention is wild. Yeah. First of all, Filch mentions as he's walking them out here, well, Filch is full of himself, too. He's like your... He's a power hound. <laughs> Filch is, like, a little bit too insane to be, like, working at a school. He says... Talks about the chains. Yes! He says, oh, I'll hang you by your wrists from the ceiling for a few days, and that'll, like, get you straight. Like, what? Yeah. Filch, chill. Um, He mentions I'll be back at dawn, which is also, like, I'm sorry, is the detention seven hours? Yeah, in the <laughs> Forbidden Forest. <laughs> yes, and just with the one adult too. Like Hagrid's like, no, no, Filch, go away now. It's up to me now. Me and the dog will take care of the four children. And the dog's a coward. <laughs> and enter the Forbidden, yeah, and the dog's coward. And we're gonna enter the Forbidden Forest in the middle of the night when we know there's like an active threat in there. Like more so than just like the regular threats that make us want to forbid the forest from students in the first place right but okay this is what we're doing i guess so they team up yep um draco neville and the dog malfoy's like i'm gonna pick the dogs he looks scary and then hagrid hagrid is kind of like oh yeah Yeah. he's like ah jokes on you fangs not even protective you're just gonna be alone um and then they They got the red sparks or whatever yeah he's all like throw up some red sparks if you have a problem draco is like not having it he says there's werewolves in the forest hagrid um is like well it's either werewolves or being expelled so like what do you think your parents want you to do (laughs) which is also rough so then draco ends up deciding it's better to just go in and risk it so they enter the forest they try to follow these blobs of unicorn blood um he said there must be a unicorn that's been hurt badly by something we have to try to find the poor thing because we have to put it out of its misery. Yep. So they s- head out. Um, and I think they, they hear some rustling. It's just some, here's some rustling. Yeah. Stoner centaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, oh, man. it's not helpful. <laughs> yes. He's like, 
who's there show yourself and it's like <laughs> and then we get ronin the centaur ronin's like it's good to see you bro and hagrid's like yeah bro it's good to see uh, you too yeah like check out <laughs> mars man yeah it's he's so like bright. yeah but there's something dangerous out here he's like yeah i know mars is so bright dude yeah yeah and he's not giving him any answer and he's like yeah. um but I, he asked like three times he's like but have you seen anything odd and ronin's just like new centaur shows up yeah bane bane, bane. what's up bane, dudes bane. oh check out mars man yeah, he's like, Have you seen mars? <laughs> it is it's, it's so funny it really is like talking to stoner people they're just like not like you're like i have a very specific question i have for you and you are not focusing like i need you to focus and answer <laughs> is there something unusual yeah mars is bright yeah and he's like okay oh okay well if you do see something let me know we're gonna leave mumbles the kids like don't ever talk to centaurs calls them ruddy stargazers (laughs) yeah um but they had heard something earlier that didn't sound like hooves so that's still on their mind they're kind of like okay that they were there but like that's not what we think we heard right um but then they get the red sparks so again, Hagrid, because he had not thought this through, is like, oh, okay, you two just stay here and I'm going to run across the forest and like find the, the other children. Uh-huh. And you two will just stand here unprotected, which right. is actually not when the scary part happens, but it seems like it should have been. Right. Hagrid, this is a bad plan. Like you're the adult responsible for these kids and you're just like abandoning yeah. them in the woods. After you heard the scary sound. You've already been spooked by the thing that you are out here to find. And you're like, yeah, just stay here without the crossbow or the dog or yeah. me. Sorry, I can't get over this. I thought this was like the wildest thing when I read this. Yeah, but it wouldn't be Harry Potter without some of that crazy, right? That's true. That's true. Um, so this is where they decide to like rearrange though. Yep. So this is important for that. They send Harry and Draco, and Draco and Neville. Yeah, because he's like, okay, you cannot be paired together so i'm gonna take neville and hermione and you guys go around um okay so now we're walking around with harry draco and fang he's oh they saw something bright was gleaming on the ground and they inched closer the beautiful unicorn with its legs stuck out at odd angles that's so sad yeah they mentioned earlier that for something to slay a unicorn it's an evil and a desperate kind of in one do they mention that before they enter the forest or is that coming up still? Uh, I feel like they addressed it right away and then um, we get more. You get a little more, yeah. Okay, I'll probably see it in here. Okay, a bush on the edge of the clearing quivered. Then out of the shadows, a hooded figure came crawling across the ground like some stalking beast. Yep. And that's where you start to make assumptions. My first assumption was werewolf, but... Um, well, fair. It's hooded, what- so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess werewolves are people just transform at night. Mm. Well, the cloaked figure reached the unicorn, lowered its head over the wound, and began to drink its blood. So Malfoy screams and dips. Yeah. Which Harry. Harry's like petrified. Yeah. And then he experiences a pain like he'd never felt before. It felt oh. as though his scar was on fire. Half blinded, he staggered backwards. He heard hooves behind him galloping and something jumped clean over Harry, charging at the figure. Um, so we get our third centaur, the baller centaur, I like yes. to call Ferenz. Ferenz. I know you. Like, you're the you're Potter. 
Like you yeah. got to get, you got to get out of here. The force is not safe, especially for you. Yep. And he offers to give Harry a ride on his back, which is apparently something that centaurs do not think is okay. Right. You have a human on you're your not back. A mule. Yeah. You're a common mule. Have you no shame? Yeah. And they get into this philosophical argument about like the centaur's role in the present, basically. Yeah. We can read the movement of the planets. Um, our job is to like step stand back and like let that take place. We we know it's happening, but like that our, we're not supposed to interfere. And right. friends is like, uh, Yo, did you not Harry see? Potter. Yeah. Well, he's like, do you not see the unicorn? Do you not understand why I was killed? Or have the planets not let you in on that secret? Yeah. I set yeah. myself against what's lurking in the forest, Bane. Yes, with humans alongside me, if I must. So we get a little glimpse of like friends here is like falling out against his fellow centaurs he's like we have an immediate threat (laughs) yeah he's taking a huge stand here um that's unpopular in order to protect harry from whatever we just saw whatever hooded figure was out there right this is okay here's what we get harry potter do you know what unicorn blood is used for it's a monstrous thing to slay a unicorn only one who has nothing to lose and everything to gain would commit such a crime the blood of a unicorn will keep you alive even if you are an inch from death, but at a terrible price. You have slain something pure and defenseless to save yourself, and you will have but a half-life, a cursed life, from the moment the blood touches your lips. Right. Well, who would be that desperate? <laughs> <laughs> and for instance, like, can you not think of anyone? <laughs> yeah. Did your uh, head hurt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he remembers what Hagrid had told him way back. Some say he died. Hagrid said he doesn't know if he had enough human left in him to die. Right. So then Hagrid does come back and he's all like, oh, Harry, are you okay? And it's like, no, because I was left defenseless like the unicorn by myself in a forest full of (laughs) things that kill unicorn. Like Hagrid, no, I was not okay. Yeah. Like, thanks. he gets well wishes by friends. The planets have been read wrongly before now, even by centaurs. And I hope this is one of those times. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what they say. <laughs> um, Harry couldn't sit down. He paced up and down in front of the fire. Snape wants the stone for Voldemort and Voldemort's waiting in the forest. And all this time we thought Snape just wanted to get rich. He said, friends saved me, but he shouldn't have done so. Bane was furious. He was talking about interfering with what the planets say was going to happen. Bane thinks friends should have let Voldemort kill me. I suppose that's what's written in the stars. And then he says, um, and Hermione's trying to comfort him. She says, Harry, everyone says Dumbledore is the only one you know who was ever afraid of. And with Dumbledore around, you know who won't touch you. Who says the centaurs are right anyway? It sounds like fortune telling to me. And Professor McGonagall think that, thinks that's a very imprecise branch of magic. Fair enough. And they went to bed tonight. Harry pulled back the sheets and he found his invisibility cloak under, under them. And there was a note pinned to it that said, just in case. Given from, so who received it though? Wasn't it McGonagall? Harry found it in his bed that night. Right. But they left at the top of the tower. Yes. So you mean who found it? I thought Filch found it and maybe just turned it in or... So who do you think put it on Harry's bed? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could be Filch, but I don't know if he's got that heart in him. 
Yeah. So far, he hasn't shown that with the chains talk. (laughs) (laughs) Only he's trying to help. I don't want to call him heartless, but. um... Just in case, though. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Well, I'm sure we'll find out. Not sure, sure, but I'm. So, I'm what do we sure. think? What are we thinking? What are some vibes? What do, oh, man, what, I did, think... what did you see in the Forbidden Forest, Dan? What did I see? I saw mm-hmm. Voldemort. I saw okay. him trying to stay alive by drinking unicorn's blood. Um, and I want to know if that is him, um, which I I imagine it is with Harry's pain in his head and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, is well, first of all, it's obvious why he would want the Sorcerer's Stone for immortality. But then, like, why is he drinking blood that night? Like, is he still hurt from when he tried to kill Harry 11 years mm-hmm. ago, 10 years ago? Right. Or is, like, something else going on that we don't know about in the background? And, like, because it said you can drink it an inch from death and it'll heal you. So is he, right. like, hurting? Or is it just, like, a sustainability thing? Or, like, I don't know right. what has to happen. Like, why would he be out there killing unicorns, drinking their blood mm-hmm. 11 or I guess 10 years or so after uh, anyone's seen him last? Right. So like what's been going on for 10 years and what what's Snape's motivation to help? Like what's, I don't know. I think we'll have a lot answered hopefully in mm-hmm. 1617. There's probably going to be some remaining questions because that's how series of books Mm -hmm. go (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but i think for the sake of the sorcerer's stone Mm -hmm. um i'm hoping to figure out some of those questions yay this is so exciting i'm so excited are you down with me reading these to you now yeah i mean dave yesterday i i uh was sitting with him on the couch and (laughs) i was like so how was it he just nodded and gave me a thumbs up shaking his hands like (laughs) good which you know (laughs) what david looks like when he's amped so is that the amped david i believe so yeah that okay. was uh i am not gonna like he, he didn't open his mouth he just gave me the thumbs up and not <laughs> like i don't so. trust myself to give you a level yeah. of excitement that's proportional yeah. exactly so yeah and then after this i think uh bryn and i'll probably have a movie night to watch the first movie oh really if, if it's allowed well I don't want to tell Bryn what to do, you know, but I suppose you can. It's almost like you should. Um, it's kind of like a fun recap. You should almost record yourselves then. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll we'll brainstorm that for sure. Okay. Um, well, cool. Yeah, let's move on and, and finish it out. I'm okay. really excited. But hey, can I speak should to Should we take an intermission? Yeah, can I let Loki out? And, yeah, let's take an like, intermission. I'm going to get water since I'm going to be reading. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye.